0: This program to bring you a special report. Welcome to the 2023 Dakar Rally Edition of the Chasing Waypoints Podcast. Bringing you daily updates as competitors take on over 5,000 miles in 15 days across the Arabian Peninsula. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any updates. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Waypoints for more updates and news from the bivouac. That being said, let's get to it. All right. What's going on guys? It is part two. That is right. It is the stage introduction as we are just now getting the alerts that the first competitor has taken off to start stage number six and man, did they do some change up? Uh, I am willing to bet pretty good money that the boys from American rally originals are glad they spent all that time with seat concepts, figuring out those rally seats on those bikes because man, are they going to need it today? So Originally, they had planned for a 877 kilometer total day, but due to the rains, due to the weather that's been going on over there, they've had to change it up and they're actually going to add to it. Not only that, but tomorrow's stage as well could be changed and also the bivouac as well. So a lot of movement, a lot of things going on with the stage and what is happening today. Uh, Let's just give you guys a quick breakdown. Let's go back to that 919 times 0.62, get right to the math here. 569 miles. Actually, if we rounded it up, 570 miles is what these guys are going to be riding today. Originally, they had planned for 877 kilometers, uh, being 877 times 0.62, 543 miles. So it may not seem like a lot, but man, when you're uh, well on your way to getting your, what, two stages away? So you've got six, seven, and eight. By the time they get to the end of eight, they will officially have done... 5,332 kilometers, but now we're adding a few there. Uh, so it'll end up being about 3,300 miles total that these guys are going to run. So that is absolutely insane. 3,300 miles in just eight days. Uh, and then we're going to, and then that's kind of only the halfway point. You still got a whole other rally to go. So anyway, competitors getting ready to take off. It was an early start for these guys this morning. You saw the videos. If you guys were on uh, on the Instagram or on Facebook, uh, Facebook, you would have seen the live information, uh, or the live feed from Larry Klein, Mason's dad there on the ground, checking everything out. You guys also, if you were paying attention, man, there was some big stuff that happened on yesterday's stage, right? We have a uh, Beretta that, uh, hit the deck and Toby price collected him. Uh, apparently that was pretty bad. I saw the interview with Skyler; Uh, he was one of the first that was there to that incident incident. And uh, and it, it, it must have been crazy because he was a little bit. It seemed like a little bit shooken up about it. Uh, and then also, it, that's what was going on this morning. It kind of changed up the running order a little bit, and that's why there was things popping around. And it was kind of difficult to tell, you know, what was the what was the order. So let's get right to it. As competitors are taking off, you guys have probably already started to see the tracking if you're following the Dakar on that one on the app or on the website. Uh, But let's take a total look. So here we go. So 919 kilometers, right? Or 580 miles, roughly, they're running. All right. What that breaks down to, they have a 265-kilometer commute just to get to the start of the stage. So 265, let's get that into the mather. 0.62. 164 miles so these guys got to run 164 miles just to get to the start line of the selective stage so or special stage now this is common in rally remember we've been talking a little bit about this right that they do have to navigate they do have to get to certain spots now something that's tricky though something you got to remember if you're playing the home game is these liaisons while you may just think it's commuting, you can still pick up p- speeding penalties, and you can still end up in trouble here. And not only that, because it's also that's one of the reasons why the vehicles have to be roadworthy or registered for street uses because they do take public roads. You do have to obey public transit, local laws, those kind of things. So that is very crucial to this. It is still part of the rally game. It's not just about going fast in the selective st- section. It's also about getting those liaisons done correctly. Not only that, but you also, if you saw Mason was waiting just outside of what they call a time control. Time controls are the same thing. You show up early, you show up late, there could be penalties. So that's something else you have to play. So for those guys that are, you know, kind of thinking about getting into the rally, it sounds like a lot of rules, but everything is just kind of its own box. So, all right, it's time to start the stage. Okay, here's the starting procedure. Okay, time to get to the stage start itself. You know, okay, now we're doing... uh, You know, starting the liaison, starting the stage, finishing the stage, starting the liaison, liaison, and then getting back to the bivouac. So there's rules involved to it. It's actually pretty simple once you start kind of getting into the flow of it. But you do have to be mindful of that because, man, you could rack up some penalties and that's not pretty. Uh, So you guys know, I think it was last year we lost one of the riders and lost. I mean, they hit the deck, uh, missed a curb and actually slid the bike. Uh, I believe that was Daniel Sanders that did that and did some uh, some fancy footwork there, but unfortunately that cost him his Dakar rally uh, for last year. This year's bid doing a little bit better, but I did see he was talking about uh, not feeling uh, 100% uh, tip-top. Uh, if you guys saw also, if you guys are, you know, I'm not even going to ruin it. You guys got to subscribe. If you haven't already subscribed to Mason's feed to get uh, more information on that, uh, you would definitely need to do so. You'd find out a little bit more about how his stage went on the behind-the-scenes side of things, so. Okay. Here we go. Back to that rundown. All right. 265 kilometers just to get to the start of the stage. And then they are going to run a 357 kilometer special, which is going to be 221 miles of racing. So 221 miles of flat out those 221 miles. We're going to come into, uh, in a neutralization right around two Oh six total for the day. They're going to have the uh, let's see from the stage star 206 to the first gas stop and then the finish line gas stop at 151 kilometers. So not stretching the fuel mileage too much, but maybe they are. Why? Because today's stage is once again a lot of sand. So you got 58% sand today, 24% dunes, and then you're gonna have about 13% tarmac with about 5% of the uh dirt or solid ground. So a little bit of a mixture there. It looks like they got a 5% break in all of this. Uh, as, as you guys heard from some of the competitors from this last stage, stage number five, first day, first real day of in the sand and, and navigating the dunes, albeit that they were wet. Uh, it's definitely still a challenge to navigate that much in dunes. So now you're still going to have to do another 220 miles in a combination of sand and dunes today, which should be interesting. So uh, on that They should be getting started. Well, they actually, the first bike already left. Uh, They were talking about a bivouac departure this morning at 4 a.m. for the first bike. So 4 a.m. for the first bike to get out of there. And then at uh, 7.50 a.m. local time, which right now, if you're on the West Coast, that was actually nine minutes ago. It's 8.59 right now, uh, as you guys are listening to this, probably a few minutes later after I, I get it uploaded. Um, but yeah, so these guys are just getting underway and getting started on this stage. Uh, let's take a look at what the uh, let me see provisional results, non official through stage five. Mm-hmm. All right. So after the shakeup and everything that was going on, this is what we ended up with it was Adrian Van Beveren uh, leading out on that Monster Energy Honda. He finished up the stage with 4 hours, 27 minutes, and 28 seconds with 41 seconds of bonus time for him. Nacho Cornejo on the Monster Energy Honda team. 4 hours, 27 minutes, and 41 seconds. That's a 13-second deficit between those two, first and second place. So you could pretty much throw a blanket over the top guys here. Toby Price finishing up in third on the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike. Uh, four hours, 31 minutes, and 24 seconds. So he is going to be the third bike off the line. Fourth bike off the line is none other than Mason Klein on the BAS World KTM Racing Team. Four hours, 32 minutes, and 41 seconds. So 427, 427, 431, 432. Fifth, Skyler House, Husker fa- Huskervana Factory Racing. Four hours, 33 minutes, and one second. Followed by Matthias Wachner. With the, on the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike. Four hours, 34 minutes, and 58 seconds. Pablo Quintanilla in the number seven spot. Four hours, 35 minutes, and 55 seconds. Kevin Benavides on the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike. 4.37.45 for him. And Lorenzo Santolino on the Sherco. Team Sherco factory. Four hours, 38 minutes, and 44 seconds. Followed by Rui Goncalves, his teammate, on the Sherco factory bike finishing up with a four hours, 39 minutes, and 50 seconds. So that is your top 10 stage finishers through this stage. That is your starting order for today's stage. Adrian Van Baron going to be leading out Nacho Cornejo in that number two spot. Toby Price, third off the line. Then it's going to be Mason Klein, fourth off the line. Skyler House fifth off the line. Matthias Wachner, sixth off the line. Pablo Quintanilla, seventh. Kevin Benavita's eight. Lorenzo Santolino, nine. And Rui Goncalves, ten. So from there, we got a bunch of guys. Daniel Sanders all the way down to the 21 spot. So he was talking about having to drop off and, and uh, I believe, making some unintended pit stops there. So let's take a look here. Let's see our finishing order here. Let's scroll down. Let's check on our boys. Let's see. Where are they at? Looking for these guys. I heard from my understanding, uh, Jacob argubright put on the show today. Let's find him. I think he was the yeah, there it is. Look at that. Yeah, Jacob argubright number 96, finishing 19th on the stage for today. That is his best finish so far of the rally on the Dust Diverse Racing Bike. That is a Husqvarna 450 rally replica that he is riding, finishing up with a total time of four hours, 50 minutes, and 48 seconds. Something interesting here. 23 minutes off the pace of the leader. That is impressive. First time at the Dakar, and now starting to put together finding his stride. So congrats to him on that one in a top 20 finish on stage number five. So he will be 19th, have some tracks to follow. A lot of fast guys in front of him. This is a perfect time to kind of get that slingshot thing going. So we'll see how he can get onto this Dakar swing. He might be able to move himself up the rankings just a little more. So let's keep on scrolling down. Let's find the rest of our boys. Let's see here. We got it. It's a long list, man. 170 competitors total. Paul Neff finishing up 53rd on BAS World KTM Racing Bike. Remember, he is part of the American Rally Originals, and they are doing this on the Malamoto, in the Malamoto style, so trunk racing, basically. Uh, From there, 5 hours, 55 minutes, and 33 seconds. He is going to be the 53rd bike off the line. And then from there, that was Paul Neff. Let's keep going down. Let's find these guys. Ross Branch, that's one you don't see too often this far down the list. 62nd, finishing up on that one. Six hours, that is a long day for him. Uh, And then we're still looking down, 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 down. Peter Angelo Vlek, Peter Belchick, 71st, finishing up on the KTM 450 rally. Six hours, 30 minutes, and 35 seconds. Uh Uh-oh, he was bad. I think he got a a one-minute penalty. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I'm telling you. These penalties, even though they're small, they can still add up a little bit. So uh, David Pearson finishing 84th for the day on the BAS World KTM Racing Bike. 7 hours, 5 minutes, and 49 seconds. Uh, Then from there, let's keep going down here. We're going to find the other Pearson. We are going to find Mo Hart. Let's see here. Morrison Hart finishing up 104 for the day. 8 hours, 47 minutes, and 52 seconds. BAS World KTM Racing Team. So... Another one, long, long day for Mo on the bike, uh, but a well-deserved long day and picking up that stage finish. So that is important. You got to finish him to get to the end. So uh, Ace Nielsen finishing up 105, 8 hours, 48 minutes, and 3 seconds for Lawrence Ace Nielsen. He is also on the Di- Dust Diverse Racing. He is teammate to Jacob Argybright. Uh And then Jim Pearson, number 107, Finishing 107 on this one, and it was BAS World KTM Racing Team, 10 hours, 1 minute, and 35 seconds for stage time. So, a long day again with Jim. So, again, finishing up the stages, clicking them off, making them happen. Uh, And then from there, with the max time, it looks like we have Kyle McCoy uh, finishing up 113. So, let's see here. That is, yep. That is the wrap. That is our accounting for everybody. I think we got everybody in there, right? Yeah. All right. Perfect. All right. So it is go time. These guys are out on the bikes making it happen. So if you guys are tuned in to the tracking, make sure you are checking it. You're either in the Dakar app or you are on the website and you're able to see them. So we do have to wait. In the interests of Sporting Fairness, the map will only be available after the start of the finish or start of the first car in the selective section. That's right, Audi, no cheating. Oh, did you guys, see, are you guys following the car drama? Uh, Nasr Latia was a little bit uh, bent out of shape that they gave Audi an additional 11 horsepower, which is an interesting thing, right? Like, um, if you think about it, right? The Audi e-tron car, right? It's got dual electric motors, 50 kilowatt battery pack, and then it's got this badass four-cylinder that runs like 22 million RPM, as the generator for said 50 kilowatt pack now the interesting thing is they said okay we'll give you an additional eight kilowatts of power right they're saying we're down on power we're down on power it's not fair it's not fair so they the ASO Amari sports organization uh decided you know what And fia said okay we'll give you we'll give you another eight kilowatts we're gonna give you another 11 horsepower well that you know Obviously to Nasser and those other teams, it's kind of a big deal. But at the same time you think about it, well, it's only 11 horsepower, but still it's kind of changing midship. But then you think about it and it's like, okay, well you get 11 horsepower, not 12, not nine, you get 11. And the fact that they can walk over to the car and dial it in and say, okay, here's 11 horsepower, Right. If you think about that, I mean, I don't, you would need a dyno, you would need to do testing, you would need to do all sorts of other things. And you couldn't just say, okay, well, I'm going to remove the restrictor or we're going to allow you to run a restrictor that's two millimeters bigger. Well, you don't know the net gain out of that by just changing the restrictor plate. So that's interesting. I mean, I'm sure they do, but it may not be as calculated as saying here, 11 horsepower. We'll see. And it was interesting to see. I think it was uh, Carlos Sainz that was barely making it up that dune had to basically like slide it across the face of this dune until the car finally had enough to be able to get get up and over it. So that's another interesting thing. That is something also that we got to pay attention to on the bikes. The bikes. Yeah, it is a shorter gap between the stage start and the gas stop. But at the same time, it is sand. And, well, if you guys have ridden in sand, you know gas mileage is not a thing for sand. That's not where you want to calculate your gas mileage. So we'll see how it turns out. Again, these guys are already getting started. So anyway, that is a wrap for the stage preview, guys. We will talk to you guys in the morning and get you guys some results. So hope everything's well. Shiny side up on the gas. And remember, it'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride. That is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and, of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week.